You are listening to a podcast from Australia's best-known community radio station, 3RRR, 102.7 in Melbourne. Bum bum. <laughs> I, you know, didn't make it sound any better. You were practising your drum fills there with the, with all your rims of paper. Bum bum. Uh, yeah, what a great sax sound that is. That, wow, that's it is a saxophone. They did all right. That yeah, band, they, they did put it right. the MGs. Yeah, yeah. Sort of they could they could do their thing together. <gasps> Look at you just pulling that fade down. Must be the afternoon. God, yeah. it is too. Twelve oh two here on three triple RFM. You've been listening to the scientists. You've been enjoying the morning, have you? I hope you have. <laughs> Hopefully, you might even still be in bed where it's nice and warm because uh, the weather's gone kind of crazy, as everyone seems to be talking about. It's like we jumped over autumn. Did so, you pull out extra um, bedding from the cupboard in the? Uh, no, I didn't, mm. but I did consider it. Yes. It's cold. So yeah, it's, it like, it's like we've jumped over autumn. So Friday was uh-huh. summer. <laughs> Yesterday was winter. Winter with rain. Yes, and wind. And wind. Where was autumn? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it'd be sort of like coming up because we still there's yeah. a lot of leaves that uh, yeah, it's true that have to uh, get their act together. And we're trying <laughs> to get our act together here today. We've had coffee. Yes, we've been powered by croissants. You from brought in some delicious, Market. delicious croissant, and also some bonus borek. And bonus borek. How good is the Vic Market borek? They, the girls were asking me, "You going to talk about this on the radio?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, we have, and how we much, will. How much does a borek set you back? It's four fifty, four dollars. Yeah, four fifty uh, comes in. My favourite is the spinach and cheese. Whereas I often go the spicy lamb. But That's a bit too spicy. It is me. a bit. It is a bit spicy. For <laughs> Especially the first thing in the morning, it's got yeah. a lot of onions. <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'm getting old. Oh, not too spicy in the morning. <laughs> uh, but um, the thing that makes it so good, if you haven't been to uh, and had a Borek, you really need to try them because yep. it's all about that bloody pastry. God, it's good. And when mm. it first comes out of the oven, you look at it and it has this beautiful brown and the and the top of it is sort of blistered. It's sort of... Yeah. Pastry perfection. And you also, because you obviously... You can't improve it. You bought them from the Queen Vic Market and you jumped I in did. the car and you drove them here and you reheated them and they survived that process very well. Oh, yes. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, the, the croissants, we nailed the croissants today because, mm. you know, folks, if you... You know when you, you go over and the croissant becomes too brittle and it's the croissant of disappointment, <laughs> dare I say it. But, um, yeah, the Borac, when it first comes out. Anyway, uh, 12.04, we're... Uh, talking about Borax, it is mm. a fair bit colder. It is. You have uh, two, you have three layers on today. I do. Oh, yes, I've got a, I've got a little bit of a... <laughs> just yeah, just counted just what? to check. So that's, that's correct. It's a three-layer day for Cam. That's how cold it is. It's the coldest yes. uh, Melbourne day in March for three or four years. Apparently. I, I've pulled out the Uniqlo heat tech, <laughs> actually, Matt. <laughs> My preferred thing in the in the, in the winter the, time. Where do we get them before Uniqlo? I don't know. Yeah, oh, no, I was on the Katmandu wool oh, okay. sort of thing, but that's <laughs> God, they're expensive. Uh, but no, heat tech all the way, and yep. three layers, and uh, we've got layers of flavour uh, on the show today. Let's see what you've done there, which is uh, kind of good. Matt McConnell from Ballerina is waiting in the green room. Matt Mac is in the house. Matt Mac, Matt McConnell, according to Siri. Matt McConnell. <laughs> um, and there's Remy, his son, yeah. who's waving, waving saying, yeah. I'm coming in the studio too, and he will. Yeah. And you never know, we might even hear from him as to what his favourite uh, things to eat are. Yes. Maybe give him a free kick. Yes. Because he's come in. Uh, we go to market. We have a chat to John, who is uh, was happy that I brought a little bit of sunshine into his life, which yes. is good. And uh, we talk about the harbingers. Mm-hmm. 
of autumn. Yes. The things that signal that um, the seasons are turning. Mm-hmm. And then heading down the road, hurtling towards us at a safe speed limit because he doesn't <laughs> want to be fined. Yeah. Um, what do you call it? G-Town, Motor Town. What was it? Detroit. Detroit. Motor City. Motor City, Detroit. You got that, Seb? All the um, way from Geelong. It's, yes. Uh, Seb uh, Rayborn is popping in with some drinks, I believe. Yeah, because he's got news. Um, mm-hmm. We won't steal his thunder. Okay. And he's also got cherries in a bottle. Ooh. From that police song. <laughs> cherries in a bottle. No, it's terrible. Uh, yeah, 12.06. Have I got anything here? Yes, I did. Did you know that on this day? Yeah, which is March the 31st. Thank you. 1867, the US agreed to purchase Alaska. I did not know they that. They just bought it. They just bought it. So what do you reckon about it? Go, go around there, kick the tyres. Forgive my ignorance. It's but a bit cold. Who owned it before? Russia. Really? Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, that... Um, um, I should offer to buy it back. Like, well, yeah. Um, but then what was that crazy woman that was the uh, the not, mayor? Not Sarah, Sarah Palin. Palin yes. saying, <laughs> you can see Russia from I there. know all about Russia. I can see them. <laughs> With my binoculars. Uh, anyway, they bought it for seven point two million, about two cents an acre. Gee, seven point two million wouldn't. Eighteen sixty-seven. Yeah, right. oh, that would have been a lot of money back then. Yeah, obviously. And uh, in eighteen sixty-eight, and it's a shame there's none of these around mm. anymore. The Pullman Palace Car Company introduced the first railroad dining car. Ooh. Wouldn't that be great? I there mean, would still be a few of them around on your on your. Your big sort of touristy trains, you would think, but not so Orient much Express. Yes. Is, a bit, is a bit Pullman. Well, car. Even, even the the Australian ones, the Gann and oh, the Gann. Have you seen the Gann? No, really? Have you? Have you? Have you had a look in there? Not a not a fan no. of the Gann cam. No fan of the Gann here, mate. That's a um, fun thing to say. But they would have a but, dining car. Yeah, but it's sort of I don't know. Australian design can be just amazing. Yes. But also, sometimes. But also, on the other end of that spectrum, it can be like, oh, for God's sake, it just... And I don't know, maybe it's that palette that they have to sort of deal with, um, you know, the red ochre and the... Anyway, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know if I'd... If someone offered me a ticket and yeah. said, look, you know, just do it and we'll give you a week off and yeah. you can just chill out and... You'd go, sure. You know, drink margaritas across the teleport. <laughs> <clears throat> and Barramundi. Try, have you tried the Barramundi? <laughs> um, sail fast as rock. Yeah, you go, well, geez, <laughs> we're going to do it. And, and no turns. Yeah. It's not exactly like going through the Swiss Alps. Put it that way. That is true. Or the Canadian Rockies. No. No. Digression. Anyway, so 18, what's it, 1867, first dining car. Yeah, 1868. So what did they do before that, I wonder? You just starved or brought your own oh, food? Oh, you just had to catch pies as someone threw them to you. <laughs> as, you know. well, actually, that reminds me of the intercapital yeah. daylight. In the early days going between Sydney and Melbourne. Mm. And you used to get these women in the dining car there on that thing and they'd be wearing these, I don't know, it's sort of like a, not a pillbox hat, but mm. this sort of thing. But the, the big gourmet delight was pie on a plate. <laughs> pie on a plate? We've come a long way. One dollar, thanks. <laughs> oh, this is good. Uh, 12.09, we're digressing madly. We should um, get Matt McConnell in here. Oh, I should also mention, mm. I was in Jindavik yesterday for Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. Yes. What a great event, oh, uh, where the village was um, uh, taken over by, overrun by foodies mm. and uh, food people 
and it was awesome to be in the country, mm-hmm. and especially so mm. in the very, very fact that there was actually some rain yes. around the place. And that was awesome. Because it it's looking very dry once you get out of the city, isn't it? It's very brown. and It is. It is. And, um, and I'm, I'm hoping, I was looking at the radar, and I hope the West got a little bit of rain too because, mm. yeah, gee, we need it. But uh, I did see something that would gladden the hearts of many a farmer, which was a water tank that was overflowing ah. into like a, a bathtub catching yes. it underneath. And I thought, there's going to be a farmer that's going to be very, very happy about that. And we're happy about you joining us too on the radio on 3 FM. My name's Cam Smith. I've got Matt Steadman across from me. Hello. Hello. Hey, looking good. And uh, Matt McConnell is in the wings. He's brought his son Remy in. We never know. We might even have a chat to him uh, during the time. Find out what his favourite foods are in autumn. Uh, question without notice, Remy. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, Matt has things worked out. Yes. And he's, they go something like this. It's twelve twelve. <laughs> as I hear, ask uh, I Matt a question right at uh, at the very end. Well, we'll find out the okay. answer to the question a little bit later on. Good. I look across <laughs> and I'm delighted to see that um, on very short notice, because I think I gave you a ring on Friday and said, hey, yes. do you want to come in on the show? And you went, yeah. <laughs> Matt McConnell uh, from <laughs> Ballerina. That's what Siri calls you. Have you ever tried searching yourself on Siri? I've never done that. It's Matt McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of a very funny story when um when John and I got married uh, we got married in Vegas yes. as, as you do and you got um, married in a fever <laughs> we got married in a helicopter and That's uh, right. That's <laughs> right. yes. and the the celebrant who who wasn't very familiar what well, and didn't we shook hands on the ground and yeah. jumped in the plane and when he so pronounced us man and wife it was uh, I now pronounce you. Mr. and Mrs. McDonald, McConnell, McDonald, McConnell, <laughs> as he looked down at the piece of paper in front of him. And, oh, oh, that yeah. is cool. Why? And was, oh, if only there was a video of that. that there is, is. There is. <laughs> yes. There is. Yeah, there we McDonald. Yeah. Very funny. McConnell, Very funny. McDonald. That's it. So it's an ongoing joke. So this uh, Siri one can just add into that, I think. Yeah, it just, it all fits in. Um, <laughs> it's autumn. It sure is. It feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, have you have you been working in the restaurant this weekend at Ballerina and oh, Little Collins Street? Yeah, we've done a little we've d- done a little menu tweak this week in the in the tapas section. So Ooh, what, um, what what yeah, what? just moved a few things you haven't around. Taken off the bloody kingfish, have you? Kingfish is still there, but we are contemplating some movement on that because unfortunately it has um, turned it has turned red on the unsustainability list. So. I'll be looking into um, yeah. Did I haven't. You, I got any farmed email. farmed here. In We're using That's farmed, um, but it also wild is also added onto that list as well. So I've got to um, do a bit, bit more research and and hopefully we'll have, um, have another alternative. Ooh. Yeah, which is exciting. What are you working on? Uh, uh, Fish wise? Yeah, can you tell us? No, I cannot. Okay, so the R and D department, exactly. which is, has all the doors, and, exactly, and you have to have the thumbprint and the eye scanners to get in. Locked. And, uh, yeah, the bunkers that you go underground. It's like a James Bond movie, It really. is. It's very James Bond. Okay, well, so we won't find out about that. So, so what are you serving? Uh, so we've actually put on um, a, a, a little Francesinha, which is... Um, Francesinha? Yeah. Um, have you come up with this thing, Sir Francesinha? So uh, if you don't know what Francesinha... Yeah, we call them the, the little Frankies. So it's a, um, it's a Portuguese sandwich, and it is kind of like... Um, 
has cult status, you know. It's, it was like the taco before there was taco kind of thing where really? people will queue for it and have a, a, a favourite place where they go and get it. If, if uh, there was Instagram in or event, it would have been huge. Absolutely. absolutely. In particularly in, um, in Porto, but you can get them all over Portugal. Mm. Um, and basically it's a um, sandwich filled with three different types of meat covered in a spicy sauce and then a handful of French fries thrown on top. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and and, and yeah. you, you can look at all different types of recipes. So we've done like a, a slightly prettier version of, of a Francisinha. So it's um, just layers of um, brioche. Brioche. Um, Which is easy to get nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. Like brioche yeah. is in the supermarket. Yeah. Okay, brioche, yes. <laughs> brioche. Um, and so we... we, we Layers kind of, that mean more than two. Yeah, so we kind of bake it like a lasagna. Um, so we'll, we'll use the, the brioche as the pasta, and then we make a, a bolognese, a chorizo bolognese with lots of paprika and sherry Stop and it. garlic and onion. Um, what sort of sherry? Uh, dry. McWilliams cream? You got it. No, no, no dry. Something <laughs> provocative. Yeah, super, okay, dry, super dry. dry. Yeah. Okay, dry camp. And... Um, uh, yeah, that also layer. has a little bit of tomato puree through that as well. So that get a layer of that. And then we'll put a layer of air-dried uh, chorizo through that as well. And then a layer of... Air-dried chorizo? Yeah. What's chorizo? Canton palo? Sausage? A sausage. Yeah. Saucisson. Okay. You got that, haven't you? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, um, yeah. And then um, a layer of um, hamon as well. Um, a scattering of just like a really neutral cheese called scamorza. Um, yeah, 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 so really, really, really beautiful, gooey, and, and it, it, a flavour sponge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so we'll do two, two to three layers of bread. Do a nice slow bake of it. Press it overnight, and then you cut out these beautiful little um, fingers. And then to to reheat them, we just cover them in cheese, straight in the oven. 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 So then it goes. Boom. Yep. And then we we make this is crazy sauce. It's got beer. It's got port. It's got tomato paste all the things where that, did you find this did this uh, develop within the place or yeah 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 so i just i had one over there and just thought well oh, i can make this better it's a block your ears i mean it's a shit sandwich yes <laughs> yes um oh, but, but how, how yes. good could it be um, yeah. and also gets quite a bit of spice in the sauce as so well so why the beer and the do you say beer and port yeah yeah it's they seem like I, they odd beer they are those. they are but it's it's, it's really like really couple. it's really really good and then um, we just do these little rings of um Kifla potatoes in the fryer, and then we just sprinkle that all over the so top of it. So fries. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Delicious. So, uh, all right, that could be something for people to think about um, making these layers but using brioche instead of pasta. Yeah. And then did you say you press it overnight? Overnight, yeah, yeah just so to get a really nice tight pack on it so that you can get those perfect little um, portions. How big are they? Postage stamps? Um, like a Domino soldier. piece. Soldier, yeah. but maybe maybe three soldiers stacked on top of each other. Ooh. Yeah, that sounds good. And um, perfectly. Now, where did I go the other day? I had um, some padrons, and I think they'd been grown. Padrons are a type of chili, folks, and uh, they're sort of known. We've spoke about this many times. Russian roulette yep. sort of thing. And gosh, I'm just trying to remember where was I? You were at my place. I was at your place. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because I was hosting a group that had come, and I was sitting at the bar. That's and right. And you were talking uh, all things banking with the Bank of Melbourne, something like oh, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I had this this first one that really ripped my head off. Yeah, yeah. It was like wow. So, so we've served padrons for forever. Well, um, that was the very first one I had. Yes, which I, I thank you for because it was such a marvelous <laughs> experience. Um, and w- we do get them from Queensland, and I've always found I haven't 
researched the science why. I'm this sure is, there these is were a Victorian reason. ones, were the they Victorian not? ones have a much higher percentage of, of heat. capsaicin. And a much higher frequency of, of hot that, ones. Of that heat just tearing your head off. Yeah, so, so... It was I, habanero hot. It was, yeah. yeah. Habanero. Yeah, so... Like 200,000 Scoville, baby. We, we, had, we had run short <laughs> of... Um, so we sell about... 15 kilos a week of the Padrons, and we'd wow. actually run out that week. 15 uh, kilos? Yeah, I know. How many boxes is that? That's three boxes. That's three boxes. Yeah. So, yeah. Boxes. Can you get them anywhere? Can we, not mere mortals, go out and find them anywhere? Um, you, if you, uh, if you go to Flemington Market today, I'm not sure if Somerset are there. They've got some. Yes. Um, also, uh, another local producer is Romaro Farm up in the Dandenong Hills. Yeah, he does his... Victoria, <laughs> we just remember what we spoke about. He's just started, um, I think, a Saturday farm gate I've seen. So you might be able to go there and drive, go for a nice drive up to, I think it's near Alinda or somewhere up there. Sounds all right. Um, or... Well, you go to that Burnham Beaches thing that's happening at the moment. even sometimes <clears throat> in uh, Casa America, he's got like a little fridge of some fresh produce, so you might find some tomatillos or some habaneros or some... That's the Petrons. place. If you want so, to get but your, it's your not always chili. a guarantee that it's there. No. But it's worth a look. And it's uh, yeah. worth doing. Okay, so um, it's, it's autumn and... Are there things that um, that you look forward to and you change? We were speaking about quinces yeah, quickly. The, um, little little pineapple quinces have actually just popped up on my weekly list from one of my farmers. So a the pineapple, pineapple quince. quince. They're a beautiful little um, smaller style print, uh, quince. Yes. They're called the Prince of Quinces. The, the Prince of Quince. <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, the Ace of Base. I'm the Prince of Quince. Not dissimilar to the larger variety that probably everyone's more familiar with. Um, or something. But, no, that's the but just a, apple. But just a lot easier to handle, um, the smaller ones. Are, not are they as, as not coarse as... Um, they're not it, as tough, yeah, um, but they the still require cooking. Yeah. Um, go great in sweet and savoury, so you can go either way with them. You do some interesting things savoury-wise, if I remember rightly. What do you, what's your thing with your take on quince? Uh, we've usually, remember just, what it was, we've usually just done it sweet, actually, Cam. Yeah. You must be thinking of someone else. I must be. <laughs> but, I must um, be. but we'll we'll use things like persimmon both ways as well. So we can do some beautiful salads with persimmon, mm. um, which is a I think each year people are starting to get them um, and understand what to do with them because it's been a slow thing. Yeah, it's a sl- been a very slow burn. I, I remember the very first time I ever had one. I'd I'd lived in North Fitzroy, Fitzroy for quite some time and seen all these trees and just seen them rotting on trees and really not known much about them. And yeah, then, there's orange tomatoes on trees. Yeah, I was sitting <laughs> sitting on a train somewhere in Italy, um, pulled into a train stop. Guy got on at the front of the train, walked from the front to the back of the train. Gaki, gaki, gaki. And he wasn't he wasn't selling army surplus. He was not. No. <laughs> boom, boom. No. Yeah. Um, and they were picked perfectly ripe. Yes. Um, These are soft ones. The, the soft ones. Soft yeah. Ones, yes. So just a light peeling on the outside and inside, just this succulent, almost jelly. It's jelly. And then there's the like five segments around. The, Correct. And, and they you just trip out yep. when you get to those. You just yeah. go. Oh my god. Yeah. Because that has just this beautiful mouthfeel. Yeah. Herman Schneider. Hmm. I think I've told you this one before. One of the best food pairings I've ever seen with that. You make a, a I suppose we call it a fool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you mix yeah, it with yeah. cream, just a puree. Yeah. Um, uh, but you put that underneath gingerbread. Beautiful. There's just something about the ginger, because it's yeah. just, the gingerbread is sort of a neutrally sort of thing, and it's just like the volume. It's like a mix has happened yeah. perfectly between... Yeah. 
the gingerbread and that person. That works yeah. really, really well. But Delicious. most of them that we see around now is the second variety, which are the ones that stay crisp. That's right. And you do something pretty cool with those yeah. too, do you not? We do. It's like a, a quick pickle. Yeah, um, like a pickle to order. So running it off a really fine uh, mandolin blade. Yeah, Matt's Matt's interested. He's writing. <laughs> he's writing. Writing that's, this that's recipe that's, down. That's, that's going straight to the pool room. Yes, yes. Uh, You're on. probably not a great time, Remy. You just got to just pick your moment there, buddy. Yeah. Um, yes. Just a, a few drops of um, a really good quality white wine vinegar. Yes, um, and some olive oil over that, and then I just drape them over. Um, pieces of fresh cheese so fresh ricotta a um, little bit of pistachio good amount of olive oil just to finish it off and that's and a smattering of um, pepper really really simple 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 yeah. and there's a little bit of salt there too is there not touch touch of salt in touch the, of salt because yeah. i remember seeing a couple of little crystals sticking out and yeah. going oh this looks good yes yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah uh 12 here on three triple rfm Favourite thing about autumn? Eating, drinking? Uh, comedy festival? Comedy f- There Random. you go. <laughs> Boom. Wasn't expecting that one. Yeah, it's just, it's just a... Um, one of the great institutions of Melbourne been going for now about 40 years or yeah, something crazy and it, it, like that. It gives the city just so much energy. It's such a buzz. Like I, I, yes. I actually went out last night and I saw a show, um, laughed my head off and just walked around the streets just going, this is like... I could be any city in the world that's it's alive people are out there doing things it was hmm. like 10 degrees raining yes. wind was there but Mel- melburnians just embrace it and go for it which, do, which is they? really really um commendable because it was a horrible night um bars are full restaurants are full um it's just got a really great energy how amazing is yeah. melbourne now sunday night and it's just yep just going nuts yep because you think Wonderful. when you know when you were first starting, my dad used to say you could fire cannons in the streets of Melbourne after after five o'clock, and yep. on the weekends yep. there was no one in town. Yep, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's come a long way. Uh, do you put chestnuts on the menu when you when they come? Ooh. They're tricky things, have, aren't they? Have a little bit in the past. Yeah, i um, done them with some duck um, a couple of times, um, but yeah, not. Not a whole lot of uh, chestnut work. I think my favourite thing is just you just score the things and just chuck them in an oven, yeah. or best yet, you show them a little bit of fire and just peel them and enjoy them as that. Or sometimes you'll find the sellers in town, and in the middle of July, when the top temperature is like eight degrees, they warm the hands really, really well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not so much culinarily, but as, as a thing. Um, Barlarinia, for those that have never been there, where is that place? Uh, Little Collins Street, the uh, top end, Spring Street end. The Spring Street yeah. end, uh, just around the corner from the Monaco Embassy. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the Great Wall. Yeah, you should know where it is. You do quite a bit of tours around there, don't sure you? Sure do, <laughs> sure do. And I've uh, been upstairs in the Great uh, Chapel room. Um, Matt McConnell. We look forward to seeing how you come to terms with uh, Hiramasa Kingfish. Yeah. Because we'll almost have to have a wake if that comes off the menu. Oh, it'll be, be a party. Okay, good. Well, yeah, it's a good a party. <laughs> yeah, all right, we'll open some wine. Uh, Matt, great to see you. Uh, Rennie, who's kept pretty quiet and is busy on his app. Uh, good to see you too. Thank you for coming in, Rennie. Yes, <laughs> good. Thank you very much. Uh, Matt, shall we continue on with this thing? But first, some music. But first, some music.
don't know, John. What is it with that sun, huh? Yeah, I'm just saying, have a look at this. The sun's coming out. As every time you set up, the clouds open up. You're a sun lizard. <laughs> sun lizard. I've, I've been called a lot of things, John, in my time. <laughs> Me too. Mate. Never been called a sun lizard, though. <laughs> yeah, well, we better be nice. I don't know how that's going to look on a business card. But anyway, um, <laughs> I, I was just thinking, just, before you came over there and accused me of being a solar reptile, birds you always hear the little sparrows up in it yeah the sparrows are back this year which is good yeah they can be a bit of a pain because they like to make a mess and especially when they're nesting yeah better than a whole bunch of minor birds up in here i suppose well my um best muscatel grower up at um Uh um, woodwood the the minor birds came through with a vengeance and and they cleaned up all the muscatels he said they even got in under the leaves. Normally, if they can't see them, they keep going. Yeah. But they went looking, foraging for the grapes and ate everything. Oh Devastated God. all the vines. Oh, my God. All right, well, he wouldn't be feeling too good about them. Not at all. He said he took all the precautions that they try to use to scare them off, but nothing worked. And even at home, Dad had the beautiful black fig. He yeah. went and bought a net that cost him $60, and he was grizzling. It's a lot of money, like most Italians do. Yeah, this But net, then, oh you know, God. when he saw that the minor birds couldn't get in, he was very, very happy. But at the end, what? they were playing tandem. One was picking up one end, <gasps> no. and, and they got in. Really? But not many. The cat was there. Oh, <laughs> thank God for the cat. Earning its keep. It's yeah, autumn. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, all right, a few things. I've just wandered in. I've seen... Um, there's a guy setting up over there in the far thing where, um, you know, usually the Peruvians are bashing out their one, two, three, four beat. <laughs> Ad infinitum. Uh, but that's another story. But there's a guy setting up chestnuts, like a little roller in his... Yeah, um... it's early. I oh. could smell them last week. And what I think it's smell. very early because traditionally it was Anzac Day. Wow. That's the 25th of April. Unlike cherries, cherries always the 1st of November. Yeah, but yeah, now yeah, with um, new varieties and planting in different areas, yeah. um, they get the fruit out earlier. And, and it looks beautiful. I've seen some across the road there. I can't remember how much they had on them. Six, Got six bucks a bag. Yeah, how many in a bag, though? That's uh, well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> all right, um, you're asking all the tough questions this I, morning. I think, no, that's not an, I can't see it. Twelve bucks a kilo. No, no, that's that's a fruit. It's yeah, not a chestnut. Is it a chestnut. Yeah, it's chestnut. Next to well, light twelve is not bad, habitat. you know. Yeah, it's pretty good. Because they used to start twenty five, thirty bucks a kilo. So I'm... look at this. Look at this land we're in, though. Look. Okay, so chestnuts. What's next to the chestnuts up on the top there? Uh, pawpaw. Oh, but your pawpaw. Six dollars a kilo. Yeah, but look at that. You know, they so... used to start at twenty dollars a kilo as well. Uh, and they've got ripe ones and they've got green ones. So it depends on what you want to do. And they've got the beautiful. Uh, Papaya? Yeah. That's a different colour. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, chestnut, my first thing, one of the great smells of autumn. Um, no doubt we will talk about those, about a few blowing up in the oven in the weeks yeah. to come, <laughs> as we usually do. And you know what's really <coughs> been nice for me to see? What? Fuji persimmons, but they come from Queensland. But What's a not, Fuji persimmon? Instead Is that of the a, crisp one? Yeah, the very yeah, hard, yeah. crunchy ones. Yes. Now, there are two varieties. They're very, very soft ones, which if you eat them when they're green... Watch out, you will just... You will, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, your whole your mouth tongue, is just shrunk. Yeah, that, we call that... That's a astringent fruit. It, your tongue sticks to the roof of your mouth and it's yeah. horrible. But when they're sloppy and gooey, um, they're beautiful. They're like sugar, a nice, messy thing. Um, it's like making a coolie without cooking anything. You know, you just break it up and it oozes all over the plate. Yes. So, but these are crunchy ones. 
they got a, a lot of sugar. It's better that you eat the skin as well because the skin's good for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, that's what I like about this time of the year. Okay, and uh, there was a third one, the third harbinger. Whew, hurt myself, did a big yeah. word. The pink uh, mammoth? A, uh, nah, the quince. Oh, yes. Yeah. I saw some really baby ones in Bentley. Um, because I haven't got the room for them, but I may make room and put them on again this year. I stopped selling them for a couple of years because a lot of my older customers um, either don't come to the market anymore or stop making quince jelly and quince jam Mm. because they're getting on a bit. But I think that if we promote the recipes a little bit, a lot of the younger ones will try making something with quince. It's quite easy to poach a quince. just takes time. Not even. You just slice it. Like you're um, slicing a pumpkin and peel it mm. and then throw it in a pan with a bit of water and sugar or rose water or whatever. Mm. And, you know, when they come uh, a little bit soft, you serve it with ice cream to die for, mate. And the thing is that if you leave them to cook slowly, 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 they go that garnet red. I mean, yeah. the deepest, Isn't it craziest. amazing the colour that you get out of it? And then when you try it, you get the bang of flavour. Oh, yeah, they're sort of like the... They're sort of like the red velvet of the fruit world, if that's sort of... Yeah, yeah, that's a very yeah. good analogy. Really? You go? Yeah, I, I thought so. you were going to go. I like that. Yeah, what are you doing about it? No, no, no. no. All right, like so that. I'm going to say that again. The red velvet of the... Anyway, okay. Because um, it stands out. Yeah, it, it certainly does. Um, so what would you be eating at the moment? What's, what's, what's good other than those things that... Uh, oh, mandarins. I saw the first yeah, Imperials. Yeah, yeah, We, we, we wouldn't we, go near them, though, would you? Would um, you? I like them when it tarts. What about so, if they're dry and they're, they're, I, know, I hate the mandarin disappointment. That can happen any time of the year, but yeah. at the start they're a little bit tart, and I don't mind it like that. Yeah. Actually, when we were driving out of the market yesterday, we saw one of the stallholders was still closing up, yeah. and he had mandarins and he had nectarines and things like that. And I actually said to Mum, I've eaten the best nectarines now, and it's very, very late in the season. Yeah. They, even though they may have been in the fridge two or three weeks, they were still beautiful and crisp. And tasty, how are you, Rory? And um, I enjoyed them quite well. And she said, "Well, what about a mandarin?" She said, "If I'd have known, I would have got some." I said, well, "I'll pick up some tomorrow." But you know that they're going to be tart. She said, "I don't mind them either." So some people like them when they're very, very sweet. Yes. I like them later in the season when we get the little ones smaller than a golf ball. You know, you break them open, suck the inside out of it, and it's all a bag of sugar. Bag of sugar. Been hearing you say that for a few years. Yes, it oh, is a bag of sugar. But that's the thing. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, well, anyway, so ma- mandarins. Are, you make your own mind whether you're, go- you're going to do that. Um, yeah, I think uh, now is your last chance to uh, <clears throat> make stuff out of um, stone fruit, and the plums will be starting to really, really show themselves. Already have, I suppose. But you get all those autumn plums and the last of them. So. It's time to think about making those compotes that you're going to stick oh, definitely. on top of the porridge. Yeah, and even even a jam or two. You can make jam with satsumas of the blood plums. Um, What's a satsuma again? Blood plum. Oh, the blood plum, the big red. Yeah, yeah. yeah. big red, juicy. Train crash plum. <laughs> yeah. uh, and there's some little sugar plums. And there's Angelinas out there. There's a myriad of them, so pick and choose the ones you like. Mm. I've been eating some that when you break them open, they're a little bit yellowy and then they're pinky red on the outside. I think they're called um, October Sun or something. Yeah. Not sweet, sweet, but still sweet and juicy for me. Mm. Um, yeah, so get out and see what you like. Everyone's different. Not everyone likes um, plums and that. 
but they're worth trying. And there's there's so many pears. There's um, three or four varieties of pears out there. Oranges are there. Did you see the big pomelo over there? The yeah. Chinese one, it's elongated. And some of them, when you cut them in half, they're red, not yellow. Yes. They'd be nice to make candied. Have you ever had them candied? I have. Yeah, I like yeah, them like they're that. they're good. And one of the... the one of the sad things is as it's getting colder, um, pomelos are around, and one of the best things you can do with that is sort of like an Asian green salad with, you know, peanuts and fried shallots and maybe some fish and coriander. And uh, It's yeah, a strange combination that works exceptionally well. It, it is indeed. All right, Tomato City is the name of the place. What's happened with your Marty's? Well, How was the you didn't make sauces here. No, we here. didn't. But uh, it was tragic with the tomatoes. There were very few. I got lucky to pick up some more this week, and um, a lot of the stragglers that couldn't do it early got lucky and, and got some and are doing them today. Mm. Uh, our cellar tomatoes have been up and down. Um, there haven't been a real lot of small ones. We've had a lot of bigger tomatoes, which have been good. We've had a lot of uh, what we call ugly ones. What happens is the... Um, dew sets on top of the tomato and the sun comes out like it's coming out now. And you get those spots because yeah. of the magnifying glass effect. Yep, it fraggle, frazzles it. the water yeah, yeah. and uh, that. But the flavours are the same. And also we were lucky to pick up some Murray Bridge tomatoes. Same tomato, different water, a little bit sweeter. Maybe not as hard on the skin either because they're a little bit more protected from the weather. Mm. Um, so that that's what we got tomatoes. Oh, we got very few heirlooms because of... Um, uh, it was hot, the, the fruit fell off, then uh. it, the flowers came on and they got frazzled and uh, they fell off, so the fruit's coming on slowly. Whoa. So, um, But we're lucky that we're, we're going to have um, beautiful beans from Victoria. I had um, hand finally harvested. some cheap beans. Yeah, well. Cheaper. Cheaper. They're 13 for the hand harvested. Whoa. I saw Stephen had some beautiful machine picked. He's got 550 on him today. Yep. But you have to use them within a few days. That's right. So... Um, and have a look at a huge zucchini. Over I was just, yeah, I was going to yeah. mention that. You know, that when a zucchini ceases to be a zucchini and it's just a marrow. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've got these yeah, marrows yeah, here. It's sort, like, but, it's sort of like growing into an ugly duckling, isn't yeah, it? <laughs> but, but they're still beautiful. We, oh, yeah. we slice them <coughs> and batter them and fry them in hot olive oil, shallow hot olive oil, mm. and they come up a treat. Or you can stuff them. But a zucchini, a good size is about um, 10 centimetres at most. Yeah. When they're nice and young, still a baby, yeah. steam them, um, stew them, whatever. Uh, minced lamb meat and pine nuts. Oh, that works too. Yeah, that's good too. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's do it. Uh, we're wandering up and down. We're picking the eyes out of the market. We're looking around. What are you picking? Oh, I got decadent and I took home a cauliflower and said, please, please, and she batted and fried it. it and oh, fried oh it. that was lovely. Happy um, yes. And we got new seeds of parsnips. They're very, very big. Some weigh half a kilo. Wow. Um, we're going to have parsnip chips tomorrow night. So Ooh. we slice them really thin like a crisp yes. and they fry them in a hot olive oil. They don't soak up the oil and they come um, crisp and they're very, very sweet. Not too good if you've got a lot of sugar in your body because they are very, very sweet. Not everyday food, as Rosemary yeah. Stanton would say. Yeah, but we, we make up. We have uh, steamed broccoli and beans and salads and things. So you balance out. Everything's good. Oh, for an Italian, you're kind of Chinese, you know, the yin and the yang. Yeah, you have to be. You have yeah. to be. Look at my dad. He's 93 soon. Yeah. Yeah, he balances his diet. He has a little glass of wine. Mm. 
Everything's good. Yeah, and he screams at the minor birds. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes a cat's not on the job, mate. She's getting old. She's 13 too, yeah. so, you know. Well, had a bit of a deterrent effect. Yeah, definitely. All right, mate, I'm going to get out of here. Thanks as always. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, take care. What sort of drink you want? What sort of drink you want? Make it a double. Yeah. Right, somebody got to somebody somebody say, somebody Let's drink. Cheers. 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 There's things being stirred, there's ice ready to go. Oh my god, it's happy times, it's Sunday, Sunday's over the yard arm, and we have Sebastian Rayborn, who's made it all the way over from Detroit. Hi Cam, <laughs> I'm Matt. That's Matt, so I have to give attribution where that's, uh, where that's due. How was the... Um how was the drive over as oh. you grind those rocks together? Very nice. <laughs> grind those rocks. The big advantage is you don't actually have to go through Melbourne. Right. So you come, you know, come around the outside and, and head in straight to Brunswick. So it's go around the outside, that's around it. the outside. That's it. That sounds like it's the name of a song, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah. No dosy doing though. Um, so when you say around the outside, what do you do? The that and then hit the city stink. Yeah, pretty much. Head in Bell Street, essentially. Bell Street. Yeah. Bell Street on a Sunday yeah. is okay. Well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do it Sunday. any other time, would you? No. 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 So no. Sunday's good. Sunday's good. It's we the Sabbath. Most people are in church. Right. Okay. Pass, we have, pass one uh, of those over to Matt. Uh, just to give you an idea of what is going on, uh, Seb has come in. He has a uh, container full of ice, a Boston shaker, measuring cups, Campari, creme de cacao, um, a fabulous product, which we will talk about in a sec. We have these... Perspex. No, one of these. Look, this, this is just the, the first taste. Oh, first taste. Okay, so so this is. This we is have a handled glass that we have the the, the labour of love. Triple R glass. And the <laughs> colour of the fluid that's in there. I think it's almost like Ribena. It's like a, a slightly yeah. lighter version of Ribena is what good. what you've put in here. You're very. Right. I bet it doesn't taste like Ribena. I'm no. Funny. No. <laughs> no. If only we'd probably <laughs> sell more. Yeah, yes. didn't, don't even have to talk about vitamin C or. Well, Cam helped <laughs> create this. As, as as he has every year we've made it. This is our hmm. third harvest of. of the Anther Cherry Gin. So this is a 2019 harvest. The, ta- the cherries are from Tasmania, so it's a late mm. season. It comes sort of at the start of the year rather than the end of the year. And so this is this is literally the first taste. Mm. So no one's had this yet. It's not released. It's mm-hmm. about to be released. Oh, really? Can, so we're one of the first people. Absolutely. Whoa. This is the first public tasting. You can, you can pre-order it with Carwin Cellars, but you can't buy it yet. So um, it'll be shipped in about a week when That's it gets released. Quite delicious. The um, mm. the mm. cherry taste is a little bit different this year. Very. Um, in the fact that um, dare I say it, that the botanicals in the, of the gin are a little bit more forward this year. Would I be right in this, saying that this year is more boozy? Yeah, it's more boozy. So every year we we make. Well, we macerate the cherries in the gin. Mm. Right, so Cam helped pitting cherries. So we, cherry we did 10,000 this year, yeah. but we hand pitted <laughs> with a bunch of volunteers, 15 volunteers who gave up their time to Looks come down. Looks pretty funny in time-lapse. Oh, it's great. Because actually I'm there talking <laughs> to your dad, and I'm, and there's just my head keeps going, rrr, 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 as, I'm, as I look down at the cherry pipper and then say something to your dad, look there, but it's... 
in when it's sped up, it, it looks does look very fairly amazing. ridiculous, doesn't <laughs> it? Uh, what do you think of this, Matt? Your of thoughts? The drink? Uh, it is. It's it's a it's. I'm not going to use the word sweet, but there is like it's a broad sort of sugar across the tongue. So it's not a sweet drink, Mm-mm. but there is certainly an element of sweetness and roundness brought to it from the cherry. Would I be right? It's made just like a slow gin. So uh-huh. we macerate those cherries. That's so not an O W. No, no, no. S L O E, which was the uh, the almost the genesis of gin, was it not? Well, the slow. No, it, it comes after, mm. but it was one of the earliest things to be done with gin. Mm. And so it's essentially a plum liqueur with slow plums. Yes. Even though they're called slow berries, they are a plum. And it's using gin as a base spirit rather than a brandy or something to make a liqueur. So so with this, we make a macerate. So we take our regular um, trophy winning and for gin and we put the, uh, By the way. we put the cherries in. Once they've been pitted, we leave that yes. for about three and a half weeks. A maceration is an infusion without yeah. heat. That's it. Yeah. And then, so we take that out and then we actually do a second maceration with sugar syrup. Ooh. And what, what we're trying to do, so. so some of the flavour of the physical cherry is alcohol-soluble and some of it's water-soluble oh, and some of it's sugar-soluble. Dare I say it, you're getting a second bite of the cherry. <laughs> <laughs> so we get, so we actually make, we make two syrups and one macerate. Yes. And then we do a benchtop blend. So we take samples bench of it. Benchtop blend. And we blend it in ratios mm. until we think it tastes best. This is when your scientific method kicks so, in. So this is me and Dervla. Yep. We sit down and we go through it together. Lab, are you both wearing lab coats and uh. boards? <laughs> no. So, like, what do you think, Doctor? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. Let's quantify this. Usually boots that are still a bit cherry-stained from all the... Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we decide the blend we like best. Yes. Then we blend the whole batch based on that ratio. Then we get it tested. Who tests it? So we send it off to Portavan. So they test for alcohol and oh, sugar. So they're a, a wine testing company. Really? So they test the ABV for us. They so must be on your speed dial. Last year was 27% alcohol Yeah, this is year. where it tasted at its best. This, this year is 31? 33 and a half. Um, so more boozy. But yeah, it's more boozy. You'll notice it's chocolatey. It's sort of got this Black Forest cake vibe to it, which wasn't part of it last year. The Schwarzwälder Kieschen. <laughs> Yeah, it has, and still, there's no cherry stones. So you don't get any marzipan, maraschino flavour. It's still, no. it's just the cherry flesh mm. that we really, really love. But let me. Oh, pass. There's, a, there's a chocolate right at the end. Yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah, almost mocha. Yeah, yeah. We I should also that, mention yeah. that, like Seb, when he comes in, normally brings in lots of bottles of booze and the ice and the mixing. But today, yes. <laughs> brought, oh, yeah, something, something that, that actually brought um, sort of. Got, got Remy's attention. Oh, Remy, who is, if you've just tuned into the show and you are listening to Eat It on 3 FM, and we had Matt McConnell and his son. Remy, who was very excited about the fact that Seb's also brought in, oddly, some Easter eggs. Well, yeah, and, I thought you picked uh, too early. We have, we have <laughs> Easter this month. So. And so you've, you've knocked the top off them like you would a standard hard-boiled egg. Yep. You're going to put it on toast. And you have made uh, what looks to be the most exciting Cadbury cream egg <laughs> known to man because you've, you've just poured some booze into the chocolate egg so yeah, what an innovator <laughs> this is just a cherry chocolate martini so oh. it's cherry gin chocolate liqueur little splash of campari because we want to dry it out we want that bitterness you know of good chocolate and then you put it in an easter egg 
And then you can this is what it. the adults can do on Easter Sunday when they're going, yeah, kids, just race around the garden. We'll be fine. We've got a couple here. No, you and can't have that egg. That's a special. It's daddy's egg. Depending on the day, depends on size egg. egg you might want to use. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, that's an interesting thing. So um, I, I should that- point out when you do buy your Easter eggs, they don't sell them based on volume. <laughs> so right. it's very hard to know which ones are a pint. Oh, right, yes, okay, the, uh, the internal dimensions of them, or capacity. That's capacity, that's It's right. not often you talk about that's the right. capacity of a chocolate Easter egg. In fact, I'd like some new territory 100 there. mil capacity eggs. What else could you put in there? Like, I, I could imagine, um, all right, easy, just generic, you know, non-sort of gourmet like yours is. Oh, that's lovely. He's a happy boy. I'm very happy. <laughs> but I don't know why, but I'm thinking just chuck some Baileys in there. I, and all the other Baileys thing, and chocolate are work well. Know, like a hot, um, like a, a hot sort of milk punch sort of, sort of would Eat be delicious. quickly though. Yeah, it would be it's, amazing. It's, it's like milk, time bomb, time bomb. But you'd use a little egg, you'd have it, you know, take the wrapper off. Yeah. Fill it up, and then be like, okay, okay. And, I put it, and then it melts in your mouth. It'd be glorious. <laughs> but it would be a good. time bomb, you're right. Yeah, yeah, no, no, and then I'm also thinking uh, Kahlua and uh, Bailey's, perhaps. They're very classic. It's very good. Yeah. <laughs> Definitive. Um, I think if you've got your 80s mixtape on, yes. a little Kahlua and Bailey's yeah, in an Easter egg. Yeah, I think a it's, bit, of, uh, bit of Hall and Oates while, you, while you're just throwing them down. <laughs> I can't go for that. Yes, I can. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, now, Detroit. The reason we're talking about you being in Detroit, um, and I will. I'm going to have a sip of my egg while. But uh, sorry, folks. That little moment. Um, what's going on? You've uh, you've picked up and moved from the CBD, and you are now ensconced and going to be producing in. So it's been a been a big year for Anther. Mm. Um, Cheers. Man, cheers, 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 cheers indeed. <laughs> yeah, and one of the things that's come from that is that we we we've grown a lot, mm. and it meant where we were hanging out the CBD mm. just wasn't mm. really big enough. Oh, nice game. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, just, that, that is cho- good. That chocolate is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it no, just the, the, as a hint of oh, it's so easy. Yeah. Yeah. Cherry chocolate. Sorry, anyway, but, you've been <laughs> moving on. Sorry, we just got lost in the yeah, in the chocolate egg in the chocolate rhythm. But yeah, we've we've been we've been growing. So the next stage is our creating our own distillery. So we've been talking to John Council and some awesome spaces in Geelong. And there is a, it's not a hundred percent science yet. Oh, but there is an incredible heritage red brick factory mm-hmm. that we're, I think we're ninety percent confirmed to to reinvigorate and bring some modern manufacturing coming back to Geelong. Yes. Because obviously a lot of manufacturing is left, so we're going to bring back some very hands-on manufacturing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, we we still stick all our labels on by hand, so we're sort yeah. of, it's going back to the past in a big way. I want to be there. Um, we were talking about this when the uh, the the still arrives and gets uh, installed. It's, it's look, we're so excited. I bet you are. Um, and and congratulations. We're, we're hoping to be actually getting open in the next couple of months but i think it might take a little longer but i think i'd be very surprised if we're not open by july august mm-hmm. and so it'll be you know july, august. on, on a, written that down yes it'll be within you know a five seven minute walk of a regional train station yes and it'll be you know the easiest sort of distillery day trip out of melbourne and it's 
really been very nice as well for the, for the family. So me and Dervla, we met and uh, first got together when we were at university at Deakin in Geelong. Down in Deakin. Many, many years ago now. Yeah, many moons. Many, many moons. Steph was riding a motorcycle in those days, was she not? She was. Yeah, she was. She was. We don't let our daughter know that. Shh. <laughs> 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 not the motorcycle. Not the motorcycle. No motorcycles are uh, that. So, but then, uh, so it's a return. It is. And it's been incredibly nice. Mm. You know, it's... Um, and you can... If there's you, some fantastic bars there now. Oh, you know, little Mallard Street. And, and now Manhattan Bar, which is open down there. I mean, it's, it's a city cellar door down in Little Mallet. Like, it's it's changed so much, and it's such a it is quite such a pleasure to be unbelievable there. Unbelievable, because um, I remember Geelong as a as a kid, and it was a wasteland. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's you know when when, I, when we were at uni, you know, it was a. I mean, actually, uh, we say that in one sense. We had a I had a really good sort of, you know, late part of my childhood mm. in Geelong and the Surf Coast and, and really enjoyed it. But it definitely, you know, economically wasn't wasn't doing well, no, shall no. we say. No, no. And, it, and it really has kicked in now. Well, we look pleasure. forward to hearing um, when you get the place open. We'll have what to I can't wait. Come be part of the party. We're so excited. It's one of the things that's been a, a great joy is watching the... The growth and the development of uh, you and the business and, and all you've done, and I think this is a great chapter that's becoming apparent. And it's been so, I mean, we love being able to talk about our Cherry Gin because it's a product that's totally... Cherry Gin, where do we get it? But it's totally connected to community. You know, everyone yep. who's been part of this is, you know, friends, family, people we don't know who come and help. Don't get and to hang out with your dad. It's such a pleasure. But yeah, um, through Carwin Sellers online. How much? Uh, I think 95 a bottle. Pre-order. Yes. So it'll be shipped at the end of next week. Not many made, how many? So last year we made a thousand bottles. Yeah. This year we made just over 300. Ooh. So different harvest. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we didn't get as many cherries. We had so as many cherries last year. We last used time. a few more cherries per bottle as well. Oh, did you? We did. And you got that second bite. We did. That's <laughs> we got that second bite of the cherry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So about 20... So that was the first time you did that? Uh, no, no, no. We always do it that Always way. did that. But yeah, okay. so last year I think was uh, 26 cherries per bottle. This year will be 30. On average. On you know average. these things. I suppose well, you, you have to, to know. You've got to know this. Oh, my God, Cam. Yeah, get the slice rule out there. Of course yeah. I know this. Of course I know this. It's all average, though. It's okay, average. It's, a, it's a mean. <laughs> You're not being mean with the cherries. It's just working out the mean of the cherries. Um, so that drink, uh, just before, if you want to stick it in an egg, is uh, a bit of cherry gin, a little bit of creme de cacao, and a little bit of Campari, just to ground it. Yeah, so, so 30 cherry. 25 yeah. creme de cacao, 5 Campari. Yeah. Chill it down, pour it in there. Chill it down. Or you could just just go get Cherry a bottle of the Baileys if you can't <laughs> find a, a bit of that in Kahlua. And it's like, yeah, kids, we're fine. You just keep going in the garden and see if you can find the stuff. It is a 12.59, 10 seconds left before 1 o'clock. Yes. We're on time. We are for once. Still here up next. Good. Uh, Rosemary Stanton next week. Yeah. Should looking for forward to that. And we're going to be looking into the lore of absinthe. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Not the law of absence, but the law. Anyway, one o'clock. Thank you so much for listening, Seb. Thank you for taking the time to come down. See you soon. Thank you, man. Thank you, Cam. Bye. You've been listening to a podcast from Australia's best-known community radio station, 3RRR, 102.7 in Melbourne. For more podcasts, information about upcoming events and our live stream, please visit our website at rrr.org.au. 